Welcome to Sports Spectrum, the sports and faith podcast that brings Jesus back into the conversation. Here's your host, Jason Romano. Welcome, everyone, to a throwback edition of the Sports Spectrum podcast. I am Jason Romano. Thanks for joining us here on the show today. We're going to look back to April 26, 2018 today on the show as we remember a conversation that we had with Thomas Davis, the then Carolina Panthers linebacker, who's now with the Los Angeles Chargers, and it was episode number 103 of the podcast. It's interesting because at the time we talked to Thomas, it was in the spring, late winter and spring of 2018, and Thomas, of course, a three-time Pro Bowl linebacker, 2014 Walter Payton Man of the Year. He played in Super Bowl 50 with Carolina, but Thomas at this time had announced that he was going to be retiring at the end of the 2018 season. And if you know his story, he decided he wanted to come back and play one more year. And so he signed with the Los Angeles Chargers, and that's where he is getting ready to play in 2019. But this podcast was a lot of fun because we got to sit down in person, Thomas and I, to talk about his journey. And this snippet of the podcast that we're playing for you right now is towards the beginning of the interview when he takes us back to what it was like growing up in this small town in Georgia and just the stack, the deck stacked against him to succeed, to find a way out, and certainly to not make it to the NFL. Like that was not even thought of, I don't think, when he was a little kid. Um, and Thomas made it. He made it out. And now he's making a huge difference in the lives of so many with his foundation and just his perseverance of overcoming uh, three ACL tears and playing for a long time. Just one of the more respected people in the game of football. And we were privileged to have Thomas Davis here on the podcast. Take a listen to episode 103, a throwback edition with Thomas Davis of the Los Angeles Chargers. But I want to go back to where it kind of all happened for you. Shelman, Georgia. Yeah. Tiny Shelman, like a thousand people I read. It's just tell us about Shelman growing up there and maybe where faith started to come into play in the Lord. Is that, you know, take shape in that whole childhood area of Shelman? Yeah, so Shelman, Georgia, um, small city, like you said, high poverty area. Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot of opportunities for kids growing up down there. Really, not a whole lot of opportunities for adults as well. But um, for me, you know, I made a commitment early that I, I wanted to do something more with my life than what mm. I witnessed, what I witnessed, and what I watched growing up in Shelman, Georgia. So I totally dedicated myself to being good at sports. Mm. You know, I, I I did everything I needed to do as a student to like kind of position myself to earn a scholarship. But I knew that my opportunities were gonna lie in playing sports. So mm. I dedicated myself each and every day to playing to playing football, to playing basketball, to running track, just doing whatever I could to, to create a chance or opportunity for me to earn a scholarship because I knew that that was going to be my only way of going to, scholar, going to college. I knew my mom couldn't afford to send me there. Um, I knew that just based on the requirements of getting an academic scholarship was going to be extremely tough. Yeah. You know, you have to have an extremely high um, GPA as well as an extremely high SAT or ACT score. And, you know, I just didn't have that. But I did earn high enough 
that I was able to earn a, a college scholarship. And it was two schools that offered me, well, not really two schools, but it was one Division One school. And um, I had another school in Grambling University and University of Georgia that offered me a scholarship. So those were my two options okay. on signing day. And obviously, Bulldogs. you don't turn down the Bulldogs when you have <laughs> the opportunities right. because that's where I wanted to go to school at anyway. Yeah. And, you know, I was kind of one of the last guys that, get, that they gave a scholarship offer to. And it was a lot of hard work that went into earning that scholarship. And I actually got offered a scholarship from a coach coming in and watching me play basketball. Really? It was during basketball season. Okay. And, so know, was there a little bit of maybe playing some hoops too? It was playing Basketball some, and football? Definitely playing some hoops, but not from a college standpoint. It okay. was just really a coach coming in and witnessing firsthand the athleticism, mm. um, the work ethic. Like he, he got to witness and, and watch all of that stuff firsthand. And, you know, after that basketball practice, he was like, I want to offer you a scholarship to come play at Georgia. I don't know where we will play you at, but I want you there. And, you know, it's – the rest was, was really history at that point because everything that I had worked so hard, you know, God really aligned everything for it, for me to have that opportunity because I tell kids all the time when I'm telling this story, I could have been skipping practice if I was one of those kids. I could have been um, disobedient or talking back to my coaches at the time when he was coming in witnessing and watching us practice or um, – just anything could have been lazy. Anything that could have deterred a coach from offering me a scholarship that day, but you know, because I had no clue that he was coming in to watch. Right, right. You know, he was going to visit another kid in the town over, and he just stopped in and just offered me a scholarship based on what he was able to witness. And you know, that's hard work, that's dedication, that's you um, perfecting your craft day in and day out, and never knowing who's watching, having integrity, and and doing things the right way. And, he offered me that scholarship. I went on to Georgia, one of the last guys given a scholarship offer, and I was in the first guy to be drafted out of that group of guys that, that came in. You Is know, that right? was a first-round draft pick. So, of course. Yeah. Wow. Now tell me about your faith. When did that kind of take shape? Was it in college, obviously? Uh, we talk about your coach, Mark Rick, and all that yep. uh, as well. But tell me about when that became yours, when you understood what Christ had done for you. So growing up in Shelman, Georgia, I didn't grow up in a, a real religious household. You know, I wasn't a kid that was going to church every Sunday. And, you know, it's it, it just the way my mom brought me up. They, they didn't really push the issue, and I didn't really know any better as a young kid. It really wasn't until I got, until I got to the University of Georgia and was able to play for a coach you just named him, Mark Rick. And, you know, really watching his faith and watching his walk daily with God and, and really trying to figure out and understand what was it about him that that made him love the Lord the way that he did, that made him love his wife and his kids the way that he did, you know, and sitting down having conversations with him, it, it was just that, you know, he he believed in the Lord. Um, he, he encouraged each and every one of us as players to go to church on Sunday. In fact, they took us to church on Sundays, and, you know, that was really when my love and my my faith started to grow. And, you know, I continued to build on that once I got to Carolina and I had a team chaplain at the time and Mike Bunkley that helped me grow in my faith and um, come to know and love the Lord. And, you know, it's just been strong ever since. You, you grew up without a dad. And I, I just want to ask you from that perspective, because you're now a dad to four children, right? Yes, sir. 
What was that like growing up without a dad and just not having a father figure around? Maybe Coach Rick was able to be sort of that father figure for you going into college, but what was it like growing up without a dad? You know, it was extremely tough growing up, you know, watching my mom struggle the way that she did to try to raise me and my younger sister. But at the same time, you know, I kind of gravitated towards my coaches in high school. You know, they were they were really my father figures growing up. You know, I had Coach McFather who was my head football coach, and Coach Walter Knighton, who was an assistant. And I think those guys did a really good job of, of making sure that I, I remained focused as a young kid. Um, because as an 11th grader, my mom and my sister actually moved. They moved to Alabama, and I was mm-hmm. in the household with just me and an older cousin. So when you think about that dynamic and as a young kid, yeah. to still be able to get up and go to school every day, to still be able to focusing on the things that you needed to do. You don't have, you don't find a lot of kids at that age that are going to be willing to do that. Um, most kids would have took advantage of not having a parent in the household and just, right. you know. Party every night. Party right? every night, yeah. cut school. But like I talked about earlier, I was, I was a very determined kid, and I knew that I wanted something different for my life, and I knew in order for me to do that, I had to get up and go to school every day. I had to dedicate myself to the sports that I was playing to really create an opportunity. And our co- my coaches really did a great job of making sure I stayed focused on it. Turn around now to you being a dad. And I, I tell people myself, because I walk through that sort of issue with uh, having a dad, and they say, well, how do you know how to parent your kid? I said, I just tried to do everything that my dad didn't do. Oh, you just took it from me. That's I exactly did, right? Is that how it was for you? So that, that's exactly how it was for me. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I think back to those days growing up as a young kid and, and, you know, wishing that I had a dad to come take me here or come take me there or show me how to do this or uh, prepare me for what was ahead of me in life. And, you know, that's something that I take full advantage of with my kids. I'm, I'm always hands-on with anything that they have going on. If they want to participate in anything, I'm making sure that I'm there to support them. Um, if work allows me to be there. Of course. Just anything that, that I loaned for as a young kid, I try to make sure that my kids never go without. Yeah. And, you know, it's never a night or a day that goes by that I don't, that I don't tell my kids that I love them. And that's, that's one of the things that's, that's real big with me because I never really heard my dad growing up tell me that he loved me. Mm. You know, still to this day, you know, even when we talk now, I still, we just kind of get off the phone. It's never, you know, I love you or talk, any of that. It's just a talk to it's you just later. Just a talk, right? yeah, yeah, I'll see you later. That's yeah. kind of how we get off the phone now. And, you know, I mean, for whatever reason, that's kind of what the relationship is and that's what it is. But. I'm never going to miss that opportunity with my kids because I know how I felt growing up never hearing that from my dad. Yeah. And my kids will never have a situation. I don't care how old they get. It's going to always be if we are leaving or we are going to different places, it's going to always be, hey, good night, I love you, or I'll see you later, I love you. It's going to always be a situation where I let my kids know how much I love them. Many thanks to Thomas Davis of the Los Angeles Chargers for joining us here on Sports Spectrum. When we taped that interview back in 2018, Thomas Davis was a member of the Carolina Panthers where he had been his entire career. And the Panthers let him go and uh, told him they weren't going to be re-signing him for the 2019 season. And Thomas uh, originally, initially, had said he was going to be retiring after the 2018 season, but had a change of heart. Felt like he still wanted to play one more season or two more seasons or whatever the Lord had for him and decided to come back. And the Chargers have signed him. And uh, we'll see what Thomas's future looks like. 
Uh, it'd be awesome to see him have a great season out in Los Angeles with the Chargers for a team that looks to be a contending team in the AFC as everybody's chasing the Patriots. But really appreciate Thomas Davis for being here on the show. That was episode number 103. Really good interview with Thomas Davis. Highly suggest you go back and listen to that entire conversation. It was episode 103 from April 26th, 2018. Many thanks to Thomas Davis and thanks to you for listening. We'll see you next time tomorrow, actually, with a brand new episode of the Sports Spectrum Podcast. We love you guys. Have a great rest of your day.